Hi, Wine Delusters, and today we're exploring part two of the Canberra district, the Yass Valley. Welcome to the Wine Delust podcast. My name's Janine and I run a wine events business in Canberra. But my real passion is travel and my bucket list is to travel to every wine region in the world. In this series, I'll be exploring some regional Aussie wine destinations. I'll give you some tips whether you're planning a romantic getaway, a girls weekend, or you're dragging the kids along. Pour yourself a glass and let's get exploring. So I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land that I'm recording on and that I live at in Canberra, the Ngunnawal people. And I pay my respects to their elders, past and present, and I extend that to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. You might remember the town of Yass was featured on Queer Eye episode a few years ago. They made up a local guy called George and they made up the town pub as well. And there was lots of jokes and memes about the town being a variant of the word yes or yas. <laughs> But it's more likely to come from the local Ngunnawal language and the word ya, um, which reputedly meant running water. So today we're going to touch on the theme of wine instead of water and talk about some of the wine districts out that way. So even if you live in Canberra, Yas and the Yas Valley is a perfect getaway. Within an hour away, but you can feel like you're in a different place. Canberra's a small metropolitan city. Yas is a country town. So in the early 70s, Clonakilla was established, which has really put the Canberra Shiraz Viognier on the map. And Ken Helm set up his winery, and I think he put the Canberra Riesling on the map. And a lot of the Syro scientists that were working in Canberra set up wineries. It's fantastic. So now, years later, we have these really great established wineries not too far out of town. One of those people that set up a winery in the 90s was Julie and Bob at Barton Estate. And I had a chance to chat with Julie. So I'm at Barton Estate Cellar Door today with Julie. Thanks for joining me, Julie. Oh, my pleasure. And um, so tell me, how long have you guys had Barton Estate for and how did you get into the wine business in Canberra? Uh, We bought Barton Estate, the property, in 1997 and then we planted the vineyard in two stages uh, in 98 and 99. Uh, so I say that we've had the, we've been here for about 10 years, but it's actually quite, <laughs> quite a lot longer than that now. So it's been a big, big learning curve um, and a lot of fun and a, a lot of challenges as well. So, well, we decided to buy the property and, and start a, a vineyard uh, because we were both, my husband and I were both interested in, in drinking wine people say to us oh what was what was your background did you know a lot about viticulture and I say well I'm a farmer's daughter and my husband is a plant biochemist so of course we know all about viticulture which is actually not true but I guess the thing is having a science background like that you learn to look at the literature so we read a lot and we planted Riesling and Shiraz for the reasons that, that the district was already well known for those and they are varieties that absolutely do really well here in the district and also uh, we think in our vineyard especially. We planted in the reds I guess is where we've been more experimental so we planted uh, Sangiovese and we also planted all five of the red varieties that are traditionally grown in the Bordeaux region so we have Cab Sav, Cab Franc, Malbec, Merlot and Petit Verdot. So the Petit Verdot is not widely planted mm-hmm. at all in Australia. We were the only uh, vineyard to have that planted here in Canberra for a very long time. People said we were crazy to plant that because it's actually very late to ripen. 
um, and there was a fear that we would lose fruit to early frosts, but we've never had that happen here in the vineyard. And it turns out that Petit is a really interesting variety. So we put all five of those varieties into the blend, the Bordeaux blend that becomes our synergy. Then in years when we can, we also make the Petit Verdot as a standalone varietal. It's a really interesting variety that people say to us, well, you know, what what is it like? And I guess one of the best descriptions that we've heard from somebody at Salador is, oh, it's like Merlot, it's big and soft, but it's like Merlot on steroids, so it's big and soft, but it has a really good body and structure to it as well. So being a variety that is a little bit different, it's almost got a bit of a cult following here from us, so we have people that uh, are what we call repeat offenders coming back looking for you know the, the next vintage of Petit Vidot. Oh, that's excellent. So if people come to Canberra and they've got kids... What else can they do, do you think? In terms of the cellar doors, many of us are small family um, run, owned and operated. Here, for instance, we have a toy box for the kids. There's Black Wattle Alpaca Farm. So that is a meet the alpaca experience. You can go and be taken on a tour of the farm and alpacas have your photo taken with it. And that's in Murrum Bateman? Yes. Excellent. Thank you very much, Julie, for your time. Oh, you're welcome. And I also got to speak with Marina and John. They're super passionate about wine. It was a very crisp August day when I spoke with them. So it sounds a little bit breezy in the cellar door. But I hope you enjoy the chat. So I'm with John and Marina from McKellar Ridge Estate out at Murrum Bateman. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Janine. So John, can you tell us a bit about the history of your family? And that led to your wine journey of coming to McKellar Ridge. We um, come from generations of winemakers on my father's side. Uh, he, was, he grew up in Slovenia and uh, unfortunately for him, World War II broke out just at the age when he would have learnt winemaking. So instead of um, inheriting and running the family business, he ended up escaping communism and uh, fled to Australia, where I was born. Um, and then some years ago, on a family holiday, we went to Slovenia to meet the family there and it was there that I realised that in a dad's uh, farm that he always talked about was in what they produced was wine. They had vineyards and a winery and looking at the uh, the whole operation there I thought gee this is part of my heritage. Um, I've got to re-establish the link that was broken. had this ambition to um, to get into the wine wine business. So how long ago did you go back to Slovenia on a family holiday? Was this a long time in the making this ambition of yours? It was, or? It was a long time in the making. Probably uh, 20 years prior. Um, it's difficult when you're in a you know, in a good income, in a in a well-paid job, it's difficult to just sort of suddenly give up on that and uh, you know start something completely new. But that's in fact what we did only a few years ago. We felt like stepping off a cliff, <laughs> but um, it's really paid off. Um, yeah, you, we really felt that we had to follow our dreams, and we thought the plan B could always be to go back to our our day job but um, we certainly will never go back to plan B because we absolutely love everything about the wine industry, the creative side, the um, the people in the industry making the wine, growing the grapes, every part of it is uh, just makes you feel uh, ready to jump out of bed every morning and get into it. It's hard work but we just absolutely love it and we love um, meeting people when they come out to the, the cellar door and the winery as well and sharing our passion with them. That's exciting. It's so nice to be able to change careers, I think. You don't have to do the same thing forever, do we? So, yeah. yeah. Definitely follow your heart. Yeah, that's go wrong. Very good advice. We've, we've never looked back. That's for never sure. Never looked back. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, can you tell us a bit about some of your red wines? 
Yeah, so Shiraz naturally being in Canberra and Shiraz Viognier um, are our premium wines. But um, another incredibly popular wine here at McKellar Ridge is our Trio, which is three great varieties. It's Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot and Cabernet Franc. And it's a beautiful taste journey that um, this wine takes you on with the different deep fruit forest flavours that come in together. So that's something everybody loves. Yeah. And the reason we call it trio, because it's easier saying that than Cabernet Sauvignon Merlot. Cabernet Franc. <laughs> <laughs> and the acronym doesn't really hurt. <laughs> no, I think that's great. So when do you think people should come to visit the Canberra District wineries? I think we'll both agree that during the during vintage we love it when people come and visit because we we really love showing people how being how we make the wine so getting people into our winery plunge the grapes the beautiful smells of the fermenting fruit and the oak barrels it's um, a really lovely time and yeah it's so a from, beautiful time from yeah. from March through to June June there's plenty going yeah. on in the winery and. Um, we're quite happy to, to let to visitors come in and, and see the processes and even taste some wine from a barrel. Oh, that yeah. sounds awesome. That's <laughs> great to do that. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Some of my favourite cellar doors, in addition to McKellar Ridge and Barton Estate in the Yass Valley region, is Yar. They're located closer to Yas and they've got a renovated cellar door, which is really lovely. There's also Four Winds. They've got a pizza oven there, and so they have pizzas for lunch that match a lot of their wines. You can check out Gallagher Wines. The winemaker, Greg Gallagher, spent a lot of time in Champagne and is responsible for a lot of the sparkling wines in the Canberra district. And Granite Vale Estate. Greg and Lee have made even an ice wine. It's a Canadian-style wine, and they've made a couple of different versions, a white one and a pink one made out of Sangiovese. I touched on Ken Helm. He put Riesling on the map in Canberra, and he's got a great cellar door. It's in the old schoolroom. His daughter, Stephanie, also has a cellar door nearby. It's called the Vinter's Daughter. It has one of those Doctor Who telephone box things <laughs> in the yard there. Can you tell I'm not a Doctor Who fan? And if you want somebody else to take care of the itinerary and the driving for you, get in touch with Elle Louise at Vines and Wines Canberra Wine Tours. So this is just a couple of suggestions, but wherever you go, you'll have an absolute wonderful time. I guarantee it. So I think any wine district can cater for any group of people. So in this region, if you're going with a partner, I would suggest checking out the wineries around the Hall region and having a beautiful lunch at the Surveyors Hill restaurant. And they've got a little beautiful cabin that you can stay in overnight as well. If you're going with some girlfriends, I'd probably go to the town of Yas. You can go to the Yas Bar. It's a wine bar with music. And then the Tootsie's Cafe Art Gallery that you can have brunch at the next day. If you're going with kids, there's heaps of things to do. You can stay at the Abode Hotel in Murrum Bateman and hire some bikes. You can pop by Robin Road Chocolates. They've got a huge selection of chocolates that they make on site. A lot of the cellar doors in the area are kid-friendly as well. If you stop in Hall, you can do a great hike. It's part of the Centenary Trail. If you stop on Hoskins Street, it takes about two hours to do a round trip. And then there's lots of cafes in Hall that you can have a bite at afterwards. If you're staying in Canberra, on the way out to the wineries is the Gold Creek area. And that's got Cockington Green, which is a little theme park with all miniature um, houses and things. There's the Dinosaur Museum and there's also a little reptile park and you can go in and see a crocodile and sometimes they've got the snakes out that you can touch and put around you. And then there's lots of coffee shops and restaurants there as well. 
So just to finish up with some quick stats. So Canberra is about three and a half hours drive from Sydney. It's about seven hours drive from Melbourne. Once you get to Canberra, the wine district's about a 30 to 40 minute drive. The population's about half a million, but that includes the greater Canberra district. The flagship wines, again, are Shiraz and Riesling. And there is heaps of stuff to do for the kids. I touched on some great hikes around Hall and you can also pop out to Gold Creek. So in episode two, I spoke with John Ings from the Canberra Wine and Spirit Merchants, and he's helping me out with a wine de lust six-pack premium wines featuring the wineries that we've talked about and interviewed in episodes two and three. So check my website at www.winedelust.com.au for more information on getting one of those. And if you do visit any of the businesses we've spoken about, let them know that you heard it through the Wine de Lust podcast. Happy traveling. Thanks so much for listening. Subscribe now to get the next series and any bonus episodes as they drop. Go to winedelust.com.au for everything discussed today. You can also access wine selectors for more travel information and wine deals. And Booktopia, where I get all my travel and wine books from. Till next time, happy wine travels.